Ronald Reagan famously said that our freedoms are never more than a generation away from extinction. Conservative Daily exists to make sure that never happens. With our community of 700,000 members, we fight every day to hold Congress's feet to the fire and stop them from surrendering our rights and freedoms. The fight to take this country back is not over. Please join our movement right now by going to conservative-daily.com and clicking the subscribe button to sign up for our free call to action newsletters. We have a chance to save this country, but only if we all work together. Again, this is conservative-daily.com and don't forget to hit the subscribe button at the top. You're, you're muted, Max. Go now I'm muted. So before, right. when I when I did the mute button, it had me talk. But now when I'm unmuted, that's when I talk. Okay, second hour of Conservative Day podcast. Um, Josh is still out. Fill in, fill in producer Chris doesn't want to get on the microphone. So that's why there was no intro into the second hour. Hey, hey we can um, have him do it. He said he'll do it right now. He said he'll do it. Come on. He, he's he's going to – he's got a little squeaky voice. I don't believe that's what I said just now. <laughs> He's got a squeaky voice. Everyone say hi to him. Say hi. <laughs> fill in, right, fill in producer Chris. Um, so we're, second hour, 888-441-1121 is our number if you want to call an open line Friday talking about Joe Biden's constitutional violation. And uh, point of all this, we have a big fax blast today. Link is in the description. It's one of the panels on DLive. If you haven't already signed up for our email newsletter, do it in the link in the description. You'll get them sent to you already. Um, this is impeachable. It has to be impeachable. You can't just have a president telling 10 million Americans, upwards of 10 million Americans, that they have to work for free and they have to let deadbeats live in their in their property for months at a time without paying. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, if you evict them, you actually try and take your property back, you're going to prison for a year? No. And Joe Biden admitted it was unconstitutional. He admitted that he wasn't going to win the fight. He just wants to stall. It's it's possibly the most unconstitutional thing we've ever seen. So he has to be impeached for it. And luckily, there are congressmen in Congress, like uh, Representative Chip Roy uh, from Texas, who are beating the drums for impeachment, but they need your help. So join the Facts Blast today and help put pressure on Congress demanding impeachment for Joe Biden's crimes against both the country and the Constitution. So we're here still with lawman Rob. Lawman, the the problem I see is that walk us through. I mean, you're you're a good guy, right? Walk yep. us through what what the average no, I, police I would officer like would so. do. <laughs> I know. Walk us through what you think the average police officer would do if they showed up to a eviction that is in violation of a CDC moratorium. I think the average law enforcement officer would try and stop the eviction. Or at the very least, probably move it up the chain. What, what do you think would happen? When, when you say in violation of the CDC guideline, can you uh, explain that a little better? So yeah, I sure. Have a better sure. understanding. Yeah. So the CDC has come out with this with this new eviction moratorium, basically saying that because COVID nineteen is bad, no one's allowed to evict anyone because if you put them out on the street, it's going to make COVID nineteen worse. And what we've right. seen happen since then is judges now will not hear eviction cases. They just are flat out That's not correct. hearing them. Um, yeah. Sheriff's offices, what, police departments will not, what, will not even serve them. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, um, we only serve evictions based on court orders that are signed by judges. So unless a judge signs an eviction order, we can't execute it. Um, so, so, so if you're called, I mean, if, you know, if you're called if, to, if you're called to an eviction that doesn't have that court order, it's an illegal eviction essentially. And exactly, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to work it through because I like to think that the cops would do the right thing, but if the, if the courts won't issue the eviction notices, right, and the departments won't serve them, and a landlord is just 
in the red, they can't afford it anymore. They try and remove them. I, I have to think that the landlord in most cases would probably be the one arrested, not the squatter. Well, we obviously we try not to arrest anybody under those circumstances. But yeah, if even prior to COVID, if if a landlord tries to just arbitrarily throw somebody out without going through the eviction process, we basically had to tell them you can't do that. That's illegal. Yeah, you have to go through the courts and get an eviction notice. Um, so. Uh, but I mean, even during COVID, you know, I, I get it. Landlords get frustrated. They're, you know, the tenants been in there for eight months, not paying their bills. You know, a court's not going to issue a, a an eviction notice, so they try to throw them out. Yeah, I mean, as a law enforcement officer, you would have to just say, "Listen, I know it sucks, but you can't do this. It's against the law." Yeah. And you know, if you if you if you do this, you it's it's. It's a civil process, so I'm not going to arrest somebody for violating a civil civil order or a civil process uh, unless a judge orders me to do that. It's yeah. got to be a, a yeah. specific arrest warrant that a judge signs, yeah. you know, before I can arrest somebody for a, a civil violation. Um, Unle unless so, it, yeah, unless it becomes unless it becomes like destruction of personal property because they're throwing their property out the window or they're actually physically well, detaining yeah. them. Where it becomes essentially kidnapping. Yeah, if they're, right? yeah. Those are the only kind of things. If they're, yeah, if they're damaging somebody's property or they're they're basically stealing their property and and stealing it could just be a matter of uh, not allowing them to have access to their own property. Yeah, then then yeah. you're talking about a theft charge or a vandalism charge because they're damaging somebody's property. That's yeah. that's different. Uh, then then it becomes criminal unlawful imprisonment, that kind of well, stuff. Um, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you a scenario. It just came up. Somebody sent me a text about this. What if they're destroying the house, they're like knocking down walls and tearing stuff out, and they say, you got to get them out. Can you then kick them out? Can't kick them out, but they could be arrested for vandalism, you know, if they're tearing the house up, for sure. Yeah. It would, it would, it would depend on the jurisdiction. And that's the whole point of all of this. The Constitution has no mention of evictions. Nowhere in the federal Constitution is the, is the federal government empowered to say anything about evictions. So the Ninth and Tenth Amendment demand that eviction policy, housing policy, be left with the states, localities, and obviously with the people. So you go there and you are bound by state law, by county law, whatever, whatever statutes are relevant, because the Constitution is silent on the matter. What's crazy yep. is that the federal government is operating unconstitutionally and those other bodies, the states, counties, towns, are following suit and saying yes, and they are suspending evictions. So it, it, it's yep. so it's such a crazy situation, but it, it's it's more it evidence that that we need to fix this and just fix it, right? Because <laughs> no landlord is gonna want to go away to go to prison for a year. And even if you don't do it. As soon as that tenant realizes that he has rights, right, he's going to call up HUD, he's going to call up the CDC, and they're going to get the, the landlord arrested on federal charges. So we got to fix this. We got to yeah. fix this. And it can't just be we all take the law into our hands or anything like that. We have to fix it. And that starts by removing the president of the United States. And we can go from there. Absolutely. But the conversation I, has is, to be had. Yep. I agree. This is just one example of how he's violating the Constitution and, and absolutely 100 percent needs to be removed from office. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lawman, I, I appreciate you yeah. for staying on the second hour. We have a couple people on the line, so we're going to let you go. But thank you so much for calling in and enjoy that Florida weather. No problem. It's hotter than <laughs> you know what down here yeah. right now. Thanks, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good talking to you guys. Oh, thanks, man. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Yep. Again, our number, 888-441-1121. We have Judy, Gammy if you Sparkles. Just Judy, if you just dropped, call back in, please. Uh, yeah, Judy Gammy was on the line. She dropped. We have Gammy Sparkles. We're going to give Chris a couple of seconds to do the switch because it can take a little bit of time to do the switch. Gammy Sparkles, friend of the show, the machete gal herself. Gammy, welcome to the show. Hello, am I on? Yes, Gammy. yes you're on. 
Okay, good, good, good afternoon. Um, I got a bunch of stuff to tell you if it'll help you, okay? Okay. Hello? Hey, Number yes, one, yes. Um, in Colorado, um, you know, there's really strong legislation to protect a tenant. However, yeah. Yeah. If, if it's a payment yeah. thing, yes, then they, you might not be able to throw them out. But in the lease, there are all kinds of clauses like what constitutes default, like what y'all said earlier, smashing up the place or, or violating yeah. any of the rules of that lease. Then you can dump them out, but you smart to use a lawyer because they can do all the time, you know, for the eviction notice. And then eventually the police shows up and they'll empty the place out into the front yard if they have to. So yeah. there are ways to protect a landlord. Um, but um, it's not all cut and dry. And plus, it depends on yeah. whether it's private owned or if it's a government subsidized or totally, you know, Section A, la, la, la. You have mm. all these things, which is why a landlord that really needs someone out needs to use a good eviction attorney. There's just yeah. no other way to protect them now. So that's the first I, thing I wanted uh, yeah. to mention. I, I've well, seen, before and, you get and, on the second topic, I just want to mention this. I have heard, I'm not going to name any names, but I have heard from landlords that have successfully gotten people out of the house, both pre-COVID yes. and during COVID, by using mm -hmm. exceptions for fumigation, for mold removal, where they identify a little bit of mold in the shower, right? Or they, they see a little bug, a little cockroach crawling around on the outside and they use that to get people out of the house and then they'll just put a tent around it and they'll just leave right. the tent up for as long as it takes. But <laughs> so, that's getting real complicated, Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Create, you know, more legal nightmares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it there is. There are simpler ways to do it. So, but anyway. Not under just, COVID. That's know, the problem. Wants, Not under COVID. Yeah, go if ahead. Anybody, if anybody wants to just have a consulting person for free, no money, um, they can call me and I'll walk them through theirs. I'll look at their lease if they want me to read it and tell them what they, what's there, what their rights are. So I just want you all to know I offer that to all our cronies, everybody in FEC, UADF, whoever. And I'm not wanting money for that. And, That's and I'll tell you, Gemi is help. 100%. She is 100%. Um, this is her being very authentic. She will literally do anything for you, including lose at cornhole. Uh, Gemi, I just want to point that out. Oh, I'm not going to be losing long at Cornhole, baby. I'm getting my I own got to, to meet. I got to meet. Gonna... I got to meet Gammy at a uh, event, and uh, she challenged me to uh, a game of cornhole, and I, I promptly said I will definitely do that. She talked more trash at that cornhole deal, <laughs> and I won. Gammy, <laughs> remember bad. I did win. Oh yeah, it was good. Yeah, but I, that was my first time ever playing it. So I know. don't get too comfy, Joe. <laughs> I will beat you. <laughs> that's not the only reason I called. It's okay. really important that I tell you guys something. Um, I know you all know it, Joe, Max. I know you guys all know this, but I'm telling our listening people, this is Friday. We only have a few days left before we hit the Cyber Symposium, 10th to the 12th. Mm -hmm. yes. It is free to the press and to every elected official. I just got off the phone with Dave Williams about 15, 20 minutes ago telling him to get on there and check it out because he had the cojones that be at that meeting, you know, our GOP El Paso County, and he and this other guy got up, Josh what, Hanks or whatever, and they literally told what they believe about the fraud in Arizona, and they were backing it, Joe, whereas most people in the past were not believing that it was even happening in Colorado. And I'm telling you, I thanked him for having the nerve, I said cojones, to stand up because I could not believe, you know, that they were doing that in front of all those people at that church of all nations or whatever it was. But the thing is, you just go um, frankspeech.com, cyber symposium. You yes. tell all your elected people to get on there because this is it. This is the data dump of a, of a forever yeah, this uh, is bringing a lot it of people together. Yeah. yeah, this is bringing a lot of people together. Not only is it bringing a lot of people together, but it's bringing a lot of people together and 
it's bringing a lot of information together. So the symposium is the 10th, 11th, and 12th. You can watch it live at frankspeech.com. That reminds me that this podcast is brought to you by my pillow. Oh, I, I was, thought you were going to read the air I, I was looking at the other. I was looking at the other picture and said, "Tell me, get it up there." You can save up to sixty-six percent off with the code CD twenty-one. That's Charlie David twenty-one. Always like to give Mike a shout out. He is a true American hero. So, um, Gammy, we got to let you go. We got two other people that are in line that are waiting. But I want you to know okay. something. I I am very grateful for you. God bless you, and thank you for all the great work you oh. do with FEC United as well. You are you are thank a blessing. Thank you, Joe. Hey, yeah, before you hang up, I signed yeah. up for the carry classes. Two full days. Look out, oh. I'm coming. She's coming to get it. She's getting ready to machete, and she's going to bring out the big old guns. All right, I'll talk to you later. I'm getting a carry. All right. All right. Thanks, Gammy. All right, welcome to the show, uh, Judy. Judy's been waiting a while. She dropped off and came back. Judy, Welcome. Takes a takes a couple seconds. Judy, uh, do we have you, Judy? Okay, I'm fine. I'm just listening, Gammy. Uh, you're on now. So you're if you on. can mute, if you can mute the show in the background, you're on the air. What do you want to talk about? About rent. All right. Okay. Hit us. Okay. Judy, Judy, there you're on the air. <laughs> okay. What do you got for us, Judy? What what, what what comments do you have? Okay. First off, Joe, I'm from the state of Western Colorado. Awesome. We do not recognize Eastern Colorado, <laughs> thanks to Mr. Polis. Yeah. But on the other hand, I am a renter you've had landlords on but i am a renter and i have rented the same house for 10 years i spent two months in the hospital with covid and the rule was you pay the rent if you have to Mm -hmm. excuse me if you have to pawn everything pawn it but the rent will be paid and that's how people should be yeah yeah, I, I, you know, I agree. I agree that there are special circumstances and there are programs out there to help those people in those special circumstances. I know that I had a friend, I talked about this before, who couldn't pay their rent. Um, I paid about, this was in April of last year, I think I paid three or four people's rent for a couple months to get them caught up. Um, we do this through, uh, through our um, uh, foundation, but we you know, I'm not about to say that every person that is not paying rent is someone that we need to throw in the streets, but there are programs out there to help them without alienating and causing the tenant, excuse me, causing the landlords to hemorrhage and lose everything that they've fought and, and uh, worked for to get to the place where they even have a property. And if anybody has gone through and gotten a mortgage, you know how difficult it is to get a mortgage. And these people have to get a mortgage and on a rental property, which means they have to invest lots of money and effort and time into it, only to have people take it away from them, I think is wrong. And I think for for Biden or anyone else to get up there and and act as if the people that are landlords are greedy people, they're not greedy people. They're hardworking Americans. And there should just be a standard in place that... It does not ignore the hard work or the commitment that they've made that got them to the place where they could offer a house for rent. And, and, and the other side is, is that there are massive companies out there right now that are buying up these properties, like b- these huge REITs, um, in an effort to uh, buying up properties in order to take away the opportunity for landlords to even exist. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right. But what I'm saying is that there. Most landlords will work with you. If you mm-hmm. pay fifty to a hundred dollars a month, they'll work with you. Right. I but agree with that. These people that don't work because they're getting supplemented the government, and they're just blowing it on crap. I, I have no use for. Them. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. imagine we being start- a landlord. Imagine being a landlord who wants to work with someone and they get no money, right? They get no, they're get they not even paying them 20 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever they can. And all of a sudden they see the tenant carrying in a big screen TV in, into the apartment 
right after the stimulus check dropped, right? So we the federal right. government gave oh. three grand, thirty two hundred in stimulus to every adult. And so if if those adults are, are trying to pay a little bit, that's great. I mean, I was I've always been taught you pay your bills first and then you go on vacation and then you buy the 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 non essential things, right? But what we've basically right. taught that's all of these renters is they don't have to pay their bills. Um, yeah. And then to say, well, you can't kick them out. Oh, bull crap. <laughs> if I didn't pay my bills, my electricity be put, turned off, my water be turned off. And they, and they wouldn't and be able to say no. My landlord, and my landlord would say goodbye. And you know yeah. what? They will be in the right. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, Judy, I, um, I'm gonna let you go. All right, thanks, and, Judy. Okay. Thanks Gammy, for calling I, in. I want to tell Gammy I have a machete over here on the western slope. <laughs> All right. I was just yes. about to say I like you, Judy, because you don't talk about chopping people up with machetes. But there you go. You mentioned the machetes. You had to bring it in there. <laughs> hey, I had it when the zombies came around. There you go. Well, if I lived on the other side of the Continental Divide, I'd have a machete, too. That would probably be the least of the things I'd have. Well, thank you so much, Judy, for the call. Really do appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, she she was she was nice. And she's right. She's right. She she's was in the right. hospital, and, and she did everything she could to pay her bill. It's one thing if you're trying to do everything you can to pay your bill – your bills and you can't right there are programs there are charities there are generous people who will help you not even to mention the landlord themselves if you go to the landlord with your hat in your hand and you say listen i'm really sorry i'm short this month I'll, I, I promise i'll make it up i'll pay a little bit at a time and i'll make it up you do that and the landlord will probably work with you unless that landlord hates you and has been wanting you out a long time right if you're a long time tenant who's never been a problem then yeah, you 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 go to your landlord with your hat in your hand. They'll they'll probably work with you. They most landlords they, they are not absolutely slumlords. Absolutely will. Yeah, most. Yeah. But when you take advantage, when you take advantage of the system, and you're buying TVs, and you're buying vacations, and you're sitting at home on unemployment, and you haven't even paid a cent in rent for a year, I'm sorry. That's why. That's where I lose you. That's where I completely lose you. So uh, just so you know, uh, we have Patrick's on. He's on hold right now, or he's actually muted. But Patrick, welcome to the show. Hey, hey, Joe. Hey, Max. Uh, good, hey. good to hey, talk to you guys gone? again. Hey, good to talk so, to you. Good to talk to you, too. What do you want to talk about? Yeah, so, so I was listening to your show yesterday, uh, Max. You and lawmen mentioned the four D.C. officers that committed suicide after the D.C. riots, right? Me and, um, me and Josh, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, no. Was it, Josh, long, but, no, long was a couple uh, days ago. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, so a little bit of my background, as you know, Max, I've, I've been overseas for – I spent three or four years overseas. I was in heavy fighting. I was in Kunduz, Kabul, uh, Nangahar, Kandahar. Yeah. I've been in a whole bunch of places where we saw heavy fighting. My experiences is, yeah, I dealt with trauma afterwards, and I got over it. But I've only known two soldiers that have committed suicide from those incidents, right? I mean, I'm, I, I can't really compare trauma from one person to another. Everyone experiences it differently. Yeah. Right. But I, I, there, there's something screwy when you start to see four officers from the same department on the same day. You know, like we don't even know what they did. We don't even know what they saw. So I don't know. It, it's just a little screwy, you know. And also – we never hear about any officers that committed suicide during the summer of love, quote unquote, 2020 yeah. riots. So, no, you don't. I don't know. It, lots of resignations. Mind, I'm kind of playing it. Yeah. Lots of resignations, but you don't really hear anything about suicide. Uh, yeah. In my mind, I'm, I'm, of course I'm thinking everything from a military background in my mind, I'm thinking this is all part of a big psychological operation. It a hundred percent is. And you said you served in the military and you were in, uh, you were in Afghanistan. Uh, yes, I, I did three years there. Well, thank you for your service. No, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate that, Joe. I will tell but you, I, I have seen a little the like, worst. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you, you go ahead, Joe. Because no, I was, I was, I was just, gonna I was just gonna say I've seen I've seen the worst of people. I've seen things that um, that you can't ever unsee, right? Um, yeah. Uh, and it's uh, you know it does affect people differently, especially if you're in those environments where there's you know massive conflict going on while you're there. So I was just uh, I was just yeah. giving you uh, props for uh, you know coming out the other side. It's definitely a question about no, the, the, cop, the cops, though, because we've been hearing that there are police officers who want to testify in the sham um, insurrection investigation, but they want to testify against the Democrats' narrative, and the Democrats aren't letting them testify. So there's all these different things floating around there. I don't know who these people are. I don't, I don't know if these if these cops were going to try and testify and they were, they were taken out. I mean, I, I hate... This mindset, I hate when I feel like I'm wearing a tinfoil hat and, and my mind's starting to go to all these different possibilities. But when you have four police officers all involved in the same kind of event take their lives, it just it's so strange for, for officers that have good, stable jobs. They have pensions, right? Um, it, it's not usually a situation where you expect to see officers just taking their lives. It, it something more is going on there and uh, and we I mean, no one's talking about it it's not on fox it's no one's talking i said i don't want to be branded conspiracy theorists but um if there's a fifth one it, it, we we got just everyone stop what they're doing and demand answers because i mean well, fool that, me once shame on me yeah well i mean that, that also plays into the whole psychological operation uh asset there's you know gaslighting is a huge component in PSYOPs. Uh, during the early days of the Iraq and Afghanistan war, um, the U.S. Army PSYOPs actually dropped pamphlets and they sent agents out to yep. remote areas in Iraq and Afghanistan where insurgency was uh, the thickest. And they told, they told these locals, they said that, hey, the members of the 101st, the 82nd Airborne, and the 10th Mountain, in order for them to get into the divisions, they had to kill their entire family in front of the commanding general of the, you know, just to get into those units. And the idea was that if the Americans were willing to kill a family member to get into those units, then who's to tell what they would do to a bunch of locals overseas? And the idea was to try to get the, uh, try to get the locals to either side with the Americans or just stay yeah. away from the insurgency or just not even bother the Americans at all. Yeah, it's so counterinsurgency stuff, winning back the hearts to, and minds, all that, yeah. Yeah, so playing back into the United States, it's, they're, I feel like they're blowing up this December or sorry, January 6th incident to try to keep America's eyes off of, you know, what happened for six months as our country burned. And as you yeah. know, I, there, one of the, one of the memories from the riots that always, the 2020 riots always stick with me. I think it was in, I think it was in Texas where that store owner was trying to protect us, protect the store. And they, the, that mob came down on him. And when they, they all left, he was in a twisted pile of blood. That, that stuck with me, and that was the most horrifying thing that I saw from that entire uh, from that entire chaos, you know? Seeing a bunch of Trump supporters waving Trump flags and, you know, Oath Keeper flags on the steps of the Capitol really wasn't that traumatizing. It was, it was euphoric, yeah, it was definitely a strange sight to see, but I don't know how anyone can look at that unless you have a very weak mindset. I don't know how you can look at that and be, oh... How, this is the most yeah. horrifying day. I mean, we all remember 9-11. We all remember how horrifying that was. That was horrifying. I, I don't know. It, yeah. It's... Yeah. I don't know. It's... I... I, I no, like you it, said, it, Max, it, like... It, it doesn't pass the smell test. Mindset, but... It just doesn't pass the smell yeah. test. And when they lock the, da the place down for half a year, doesn't pass the smell test. There's just... Uh, yeah. uh, it's real simple with that. It either passes the smell test or it doesn't. Either it passes the gut check or it doesn't usually when something just doesn't seem right there's a reason for it and it's not and i i don't like going to those places because you can you your mind can really wander and and you can start hypothesizing about very strange things but it's just it's too strange not to talk about you're you're absolutely right yeah the the, the gas the gaslighting and the it, the gaslighting is just that's that's driving me nuts i i i I come to the point where I just stop watching media because 
the 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 sh- uh, sorry the crap that the media pulled for the last four years with Trump and how they just kind of reversed it for Biden. It, it's yeah. too much for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, hey, I, so I April, agree. April just said that Trump has been living rent free in every liberal's head since 2016. So I think it's 2015 though. But, but good, good call there, April. <laughs> <laughs> well, Patrick, I appreciate the call. Um, we have a couple people on the line and we want to make sure we get to them before the end of the show, but thank you so much for calling yep. in. And again, thank you for your service. Oh, thank God bless you. Have a great weekend. Yep. No, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Have a good day, guys. So, so before we get to the so, next caller, you have to uh, ad got to read the ad. Okay. Otherwise, we won't get paid. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Airmed Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you, your family, your household, should any of you ever need to be airlifted to a hospital. It's not something we usually think about. We don't usually go about our day wondering if we have an emergency, how are we going to get to the hospital. But you'd be shocked to know just how many times someone has to be airlifted, not just the people who are out hiking and get lost or, or fall off a mountain which yeah, it does happen, but people on the highway who get in a pileup and it, it, it's covered both sides of the highway and they can't actually get an ambulance in. A lot of times they'll be airlifted out. If you're in the city when there's some big event going on, a parade or maybe the president's in town, God forbid, and there's complete lockdown, complete gridlock. Well, a lot of times patients get flown from one hospital to another if they need emergency surgery. The airlift cost is exorbitant, upwards of 50 grand and your insurance isn't going to pay for it. So go to airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily. And not only will you be able to sign up for $85 for one year, it's less if you're a senior citizen, it's less if you buy multiple years at a time. But when you use promo code daily, you'll get up to $50 back in the form of an e-gift card, depending on how many years you sign up for. This is really common sense stuff. We, we, they've been sponsoring the show for a while, but it really is good coverage that everyone should have. It's true insurance. You hope you never need it, but if you need it, you'll be damn glad you have it. So again, that's airmakecarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. So Joe, um, you want to introduce the next caller? Yeah. So the next caller is someone that doesn't need any introduction to me. Um, and it is my daughter who is calling up. Micah, are you there? Hey, how's it going guys? Good. I'm How are you? Hey, how's it going? You know, life. I did have a comment for you guys. We were talking a little bit sure. about how the similarities between uh, the king having soldiers stay in American houses and what's currently going on. But as U.S. citizens, we are all members of the unregulated militia. Yes, so isn't yeah. this just outright violation of the Third Amendment? Just no ifs, ands, or buts? Yeah. That, that that's an one. interesting question. That's an interesting. I, I, she said it to me, and I said, "Call that's in." Interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. If if we put up, if we put up, I I know I know the citation because we talk about it so much. Put up my screen. It's 10 U.S.C. section 246. This is the part of U.S. law that talks about the different composition of the militias. Technically, not everyone is a member of the militia. It's able-bodied men between 17 years of age and and 45 years of age, and female citizens who are part of the National Guard. So technically, everyone so, isn't it, but if called upon, they still would answer the call, right? But the federal government can't force a 46-year-old technically. But yeah, there's a huge class of people, a huge class of people that technically would be part of the militia, and the government forcing you to keep them in your home would technically run afoul of that Third Amendment. It's, it's interesting. Yeah, and I mean, there was recently, uh, I can't remember which politician was bringing it up, but they wanted to make drafting for females as well as males Mm -hmm. mandatory. So wouldn't that increase that pool? Yeah, if if that happened, you'd probably see a requirement to change that law. I mean, that law hasn't been touched. Uh, Last time it was amended anyway, it was actually, actually 2016. But before that, you're looking at the 90s, the 50s and beyond, right? So that law hasn't been touched in a while. So yeah, if, if they were to make women eligible for the draft uh, or force women to sign up for the draft, then yeah, you'd think that they would be part of the able-bodied, um, unorganized militia. But uh, I think what you'd also find is that the equal rights people don't also want equal fights. <laughs> no, they don't. 
Uh, no, they don't. But yeah, that was my two cents for you boys. Um, All right. Great show today. Well, awesome. I appreciate it. It's, Thanks, it's an interesting I love thought you. experiment. Love you too. Okay. Sorry. I always I tell like, my daughter, yeah. I told my daughter every time I get on the phone with her, off the phone with her, every time I see her, I always tell my kids that I love them. Um, there's mm-hmm. only been a few times in the history of me having a conversation with my kids that I did not say those words or I'd just hang up on them. You know, you have your, I mean, she's 24 years old. She's, she's definitely a little ornery at times like her dad. She's very, very stubborn. Um, but also very humble, which is amazing. But there's been a couple times that I've hung up the phone without saying I love you to her, and she will call me back, and I won't answer the phone because I'm not thinking to myself that I didn't say that. Yeah, yeah. And then she'll call me and call me, and finally people I go, what? She goes, you did not tell me you loved me. For <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, that's it's me that's every funny. time. Yeah. Yeah. It does. So you, you have a... A video going up, but then we have Peggy on the line after that. Okay, you have a I video have breaking, breaking news. news. Breaking news. All right, guys, listen to me. When I tell you it's breaking news, it's breaking news. This was just uh, day before yesterday. Clint Allen Goss got trying, got caught trying to lure a 12-year-old boy for sex live, live on stream. He's a political he campaigner for Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. And Hillary Clinton is pictured with prominent Democrats such as Sheila Lee Jackson yeah. and Pete Buttigieg's husband. And AOC. And AOC. Currently, Clinton's side deleting all the Pizzagate files, which the live streamer has been waiting 20 minutes for the cops to show up. Okay, so this is, uh, th- this is kind of the joke. But the video is, the, is the, a 14-year-old the person that, that, that um, posed as a 14-year-old that was going to meet Clint, who is a... Uh, I don't know it. He says so. Oh, so this is like a to catch a predator. This is like to catch a predator kind of video. Ah, okay. And she and it, he, whatever you want to call it, right? It's a man, so I'm gonna say he. Yeah. So he starts spouting off that. Oh, you know that I work for uh, Pelosi. You know I work for Clinton. As if that was gonna stop this from happening. Go ahead and play this video. This was just a few days ago. Otherwise, I can call. You here? You here to invite a fourteen-year-old? No, to your go house. back. You have to go That's back. That's what you're it's doing. Not the full video. What's up, Clint? How are you? Good. I'm feeling for your sake. Are you want me to call the cops? Do you want me to call the cops, or would you rather have a conversation? Because I will call the cops here. I'm I'm filming this for your safety in mind. Do you want me to call the cops and get you locked up, or do you want to have a conversation? You're not going to get hurt. I'm just here to have a conversation about about why you did this. Otherwise, I can call. You here, you're here to invite a 14-year-old to your house. That's what you're doing. And you chatted super Are graphically. You, 14? you were talking to a 14-year-old. Do you get that? Do you want me to call the cops or do you want to have a conversation? To be honest, I, um, I, I don't understand what you're, where, where you're coming from. You don't understand? So why don't you have a conversation about it? Because I can get you some help or I can get you locked up. Because I have everything from beginning to end. I know your full name. Clint Allen Goss. I know everything about you, okay? I can get you locked I know, up. I, I know. That, so, you know, I work for Nancy Pelosi, work for Hillary Clinton. Yes, I know you work know for Hillary Clinton. I know you work for Nancy Pelosi, Obama. I if that's going to get him out of it. I was trying to yeah. help you out. So trying to help me out. about this or no? Yeah. I I'm trying to help cops. out a 14-year-old. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help out a 14-year-old. This is disgusting. This is the rapist and the pedophiles and the closet racists that we deal with on the radical left. They are everything that they say that they are fighting against. Every single part of it. They are a part of it. Oh man. I was waiting for Chris I was waiting for Chris Hansen to pop out and say, "Hey, let's have a conversation." Well, this this was kind of that <laughs> moment. It was kind of that moment. I mean, and that that's not even the, that that's just one today. That's just one. State Senator Don, or excuse me, State Senator Tony Navarrete arrested for suspected sexual conduct with a child. Yeah. Right. Did you see that? That was just that was when I, a that was when I thought ago. you were talking about. And that's when if, if you go to my screen, Mr. Producer, um, this is the one I thought you were mentioned. You were talking about. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. Posing with AOC. Yeah. I don't know what that's all about. With um. a child. <laughs> sexual conduct yeah. with a child. Oh, look. Oh, look. 
Oh, look at that. It's Kamala Harris. Camel Harris. Yeah. <laughs> you got to take it down. I don't want to look at his face anymore. But uh, yeah, that was that was the one I thought you were mentioning. That, that's just the next couple of days. We, we literally are working on an entire program. You know, Tig, John Tig Tigan's been working on this for quite some time, of working on a program to basically go out there and catch pedophiles. And the amount that we've been able to catch and refer, not just there, but in other organizations across Colorado, it is substantial. It is substantial. You're talking about hundreds of, of predators that are being arrested every single day. Every single day. How many of them aren't being arrested? How many of them aren't are getting away with this that are, that are preying on our children? Anyway, I thought I'd put it out there because I, I, you know, it, it's, disgust, it's disgusting that we even have to have this conversation. It's disgusting. But these yeah. are the people that are, by the way, running for office. These are the people that are the disgusting human beings that are friends with, and I don't even know if you saw this, but just another one, the DA in Portland, Oregon, is being protected by Antifa, has issued a stand-down order for the police, and says that anyone that stands up for anyone else against Antifa is to be arrested first. Unfortunately, the DA in Portland came out and also had to admit that he is longtime buddies with one of the heads of Antifa in Portland, Oregon. This is the problem we have, ladies and gentlemen. This is the problem. And lastly, I want to put this out there. I don't know if you saw what Rand Paul said. I have said over and over and over again, over and over and over again, the gig's up. The gig is up. We don't have to. We are going to stand together. We are absolutely going to stand together. And I'm just going to read this to you if I can real quick. They can't resist. This is from Senator Rand Paul. Resist. They can't arrest us all. They can't keep all of your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed, though they have a long list of ones they should. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, or harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. They can simply say no, not again. What do I keep telling you we need to do? Speaker Nancy Pelosi, if you will not arrest or stop me or any one of my staff from doing our jobs, we all have had either had COVID, had the vaccine, or been offered the vaccine. We will make our own health choices. We will not show you a passport. We will not wear a mask. We will not be forced into random screening and testing so you can continue your drunk with power reign over the Capitol. Biden, I will not call him the first word. We will not accept your agency's mandates or your reported moves toward a lockdown. No one should follow the CDC's anti-science mask mandates. And if you want to shut down federal agencies again, some of which aren't even back to fully working, I will stop every bill come through, coming through the Senate with an amendment to cut their funding if they don't come to work. No more. Local bureaucrats and union bosses, we will not allow you to do more harm to our children again this year. Children are not any more at risk from COVID than they are for the seasonal flu. Every adult who works in schools has either had the vaccine or has had the chance to. There's no reason for mass mandates, part-time schools, or any lockdown measures. Children are falling behind in schools and are being harmed physically and uh, psychologically by the tactics you have used to keep them from their classroom last year. We won't allow it again. If a school system attempts to keep our children from full-time in-person schools, I will hold up every bill with two amendments, one to defund them and another to allow parents a choice to where their money goes for their child's education. Do I sound fed up to you? That's because I am. I am not a career politician. I practiced medicine for 33 years. I graduated from Duke Medical School, worked for the emergency rooms, studied immunology and virology, and ultimately chose to become a surgeon. We are at the moment of truth and a crossroads. We will allow these people to use fear and propaganda. Will we allow these people to use fear and propaganda to do harm to our society, economy, and children? I've been telling everyone for a year that now that Dr. Fauci and other public officials were not following science and have been proven right time and time again. But I'm not the only one who's fed up. I can go anywhere these days from work to events to airports to Ubers to restaurants to stores without people coming up to me thanking me for standing up for them for standing up for actual science, for standing up for freedom, for standing against mandates, lockdowns, bureaucrat, bureaucratic power grab. I think the tide has turned and more and more people are willing to stand up. I see stories across the country of parents standing up to teachers, unions, and school boards. I see members of Congress refusing to comply with Teddy Tyrant Pelosi. We're at a moment of truth and a crossroads. Will we allow the people to use fear and propaganda to do harm to our society, economy, and children? Or will we stand together and say, absolutely not, not this time, I choose freedom? Okay. Yeah. So we do yeah. have a caller. Do we have? We do we still have a caller, Mr. Producer? Yeah, we do have a caller. 
We have hey, a caller, welcome to the I'll show. To yeah. What, what's your name? Hello. Yes. Peggy. Hey, Peggy. How hey, are Peggy. you? Hey, Peggy. Good. How you doing? Good. Pretty good. So you, you want to talk about the eviction stuff? Yeah, actually, I've been kind of chiming in under the comments a little bit. Digital assistance program, and I'm doing mm-hmm. document verification. And you know the pattern that I've been noticing is that you know a lot of it is is the same people reapplying, you know, the second, third time. You know, these people have. We have a lady who got her rent paid for 19 months. You know, that's just outrageous to me. I mean, yeah. it clearly is another program, you know, to get I mean, people I mean, that's, hooked on is what it appears to be. I mean, that's I, literally I, from the beginning. Right. That's literally from the beginning of the pandemic. That's like someone just stopped paying their rent the day the virus first hit our shores and they just got paid for all of it. Yeah. That's that's insane. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, initially the requirement, you know, it has to be COVID related and, you know, they have to hand in this, a tax return, um, a a lease, you know, and, uh, you know, now they've gotten so lenient on on the requirements that, you know, I'm seeing people getting high that have gotten fired for other things, but because their unemployment says pandemic, they automatically get their rent paid for six months, eight months, you know, and we're, we're still in the money that we got when we got the $600 checks from when Trump was in office, we haven't even started the American quote unquote rescue plan money. You know, that money will take us years down the road, you know, and, and it's just, I mean, I've never seen anything like it in my life. I, I'm yeah. beside myself, you know, and, and it's also, it includes utilities. I mean, we're, we're getting electric bills for a thousand dollars, you know, $800, you know, and, and they pay it, crazy. The, the arrears and they pay it forward. And, you know, it's wow. definitely, it's just like a dependency program, you know, and then of course you get the people, Oh, I, I haven't been able to find a job. I mean, come on, you know, but there's plenty of jobs out there. It's, 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 it's sad. It's 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 really sad to watch, and it's you know, like I said, we we're not even done with the first money. So yeah, well, that's been true with all of it. Uh, you mm-hmm. have, you're not done with the first it's money. You haven't even started doing the second stimulus, let alone the third. Yeah, no, it's uh. No, so I, so you're so so you're noticing a lot of people, repeat, offenders. Repeat customer. And, and, you know, the other yeah. thing I, I would like to mention, I have not a ton of them, but I, we have seen applications where people have been even, you know, you're supposed to have loss from having Corona. Well, we've gotten applications mm-hmm. where we're seeing a loss from people being hospitalized after taking the vaccine, which I found very interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't hear much about yeah. that, but we've gotten a few applications like that too. And um, I mean, even the counties. Yeah, the county's gotten so much money, they don't even know what to do with it. They don't yeah. even know what to do with it. It's truly amazing. So I just have yeah. to chime in. Um, you know, I wasn't, usually when I call, it goes to an answering machine. So I'm at work now, I was a little caught off guard. But um, <laughs> yeah, and, and more, more, more money on the way. It just never ends. Yeah. It really never ends. And I think it's very scary. It is well, hopefully it you does. Know, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what these landlords are going to do. They have mortgage assistance programs, but they're not for landlords that have multiple yeah. private-owned rental properties. You know, I don't know what for those people are going to do. And yeah, yeah, I talked to a woman out in you know in California, and she said, you know, these corporations are they're buying neighborhoods. <laughs> they they are buying up houses. So you know what what does that mean i mean we know what that means but it's it's just it's really bad really bad it is i don't know what these really are going to do really well, they're, they're getting so, pushed to the breaking point well we're, we're past yeah, the breaking point we just are. have to and decide I, that we're well, willing I am... go ahead sorry go ahead go ahead, go ahead. I'm, I'm blown away by what you guys said about the punishment if they do try to get these people out of their homes. One I mean, year, hundred grand. Just, I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. that's amazing. That's amazing. And if and if the guy you know, dies, if they die, it's two hundred fifty grand. 
Yeah, that's well. I mean, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And and, right. and one more thing, you know, Jet said the, the January mm-hmm. six prisoners. You know, I was there. I did not go in. I was on like the by the scaffolding up higher. And I mean, I just I met. I went to a rally a couple of weeks ago in Indian River uh, down here in Florida, and I met a woman whose husband is up there, and it just broke my heart. It, it just broke my heart for those people. I it just, you know, I really struggled with this because, you know, I mean, if I would have just been a little closer to a door, you know, maybe I would have gone in. And, and, you know, those are people just like me who just went up there to exercise their 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 right to, to you know, to, to protest, yeah. and to make their voices heard. Those are people just like me who just happen to go in, you know, and, and they yeah. are straight up po- political prison. Like, that is communism. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah. I, I, she said they're being held up there. So they haven't been charged. They, they Nobody wants to represent them. You know, what, what does that uh, tell you? Just, Nobody wants to represent them. What does that by itself tell no, you? No, exactly. Well, that, that it tells you our country is in a lawless environment. Else. Right. And, and and the people who do try to uh, represent them, you know, get intimidated and, and they get all kinds of, you know, backlash for representing these people who, you know, are just normal people. I mean, when I was up there screaming, I thought about how many times I've been called a racist, how many friends I've lost, how many, you know, just, I, I mean, I lost my job. My kid didn't go to, go to school based upon so many lies. And, and you know, and, and it's just, I let it all out, you know. I, I, I let it go. <laughs> and I yelled and I screamed and, you know, and, and that's how I felt. And, and that's how I think a lot of people felt. You know, and and to just the next day, I mean, what we were made out to be was just it, it really it's it's emotional. It really is. I just I've, I've really thought a lot about them every day. I thank God for MTG and what she's doing in Gates. And they, they are really doing so much to try to help these people. But my heart just breaks for them. So I, will I, mean, be... I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Just so you know, there's yeah. a Lincoln Day dinner down in Colorado Springs um, and uh tonight and marjorie taylor green will be speaking at that event down here and the colorado yeah the colorado gop leader um christy burton brown said i won't attend because i don't agree with her she's anti-semitic so as a family that is uh a smorgasbord of 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 different you know i'm i'm partially jewish as a as a person that of that i've never seen anything that she's said that would be anti-semitic at all so, oh, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. I mean, she's a good woman. You know why we like her? You know why we like her? Because we can relate to her. When she, what she, when she speaks to us, I feel like I have someone that I can relate to who knows exactly how I feel. And that is why I love her. You know, I mean, we need more of her. She's a freshman in Congress, and look at all she's doing. Yeah. I mean, she is the people. And she you talks know? about the political That's prisoners. That's why I love her. Yeah, she, yeah I mean, she talks about them. She's, I mean, who's standing up for them? I mean, these are regular people. These are just regular people who mm-hmm. went up there. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe they they had no intention of going in and they just got scooped in by the crowd. Or, you know, maybe they were curious. Or, you know, for the few people that were there to try to make us look bad. I mean, they were going to make it look like something happened, even if nothing happened. That's what they were there to do. You know, and, yeah. and these poor people, who they just did nothing. I mean, I met two seniors when Trump was here at CPAC. Um, you know, they were in, like, their mid-70s, and they were questioned by the, yeah. by the, like, by the FBI. They didn't I mean, come talk to really? me. They, they haven't come talk to me. No, well, <laughs> I was concerned. I didn't go in, but I was on, I was they, on the second floor, they, and we were outside, and... They they didn't yeah, come they did not come to talk to me and somebody sent powder to my house and the FBI still didn't come talk to me, and when I got all the information wow. for Coomer, and the fact that uh, the stuff related to the election theft, and his Facebook post and everything else, do you think they still came and talked to me? Nope, no FBI came and talked no. to me then either. They run away from the truth. They run away from the truth and they persecute people. Oh, I, well, I mean, well, I've had the laptop for how many years now? I mean, they're too busy. You know, oh. planning uh, kid- kidnappings and insurrections. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, who knows? But it's just, it's, I don't know. That January 6th, that day will stay with me for the rest of my life. It's, even to this day, it's emotional because I just think, I, yeah. my, my ex could have custody of my kid right now if I would have just stepped foot in that building. And I was so close. 
You know, I, I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a mom. I go to work. I mind my business. I try to support my country. I love my country. And I was there to exercise my right and support my president and, and look at what could have happened. And, and, and look at what happened to those people. I just, I could go on for days. It's just, it's a lot, but thank God for people like MTG and Gates and all them for, for trying so very hard to help these people. I, I really, I really admire them. Good yeah, people. No, so they're, anyway, they're doing a great job. So. Well, thanks so, for calling yeah, in. Yeah, I got to go back into work, but thank you so All right. much. All right, head You guys are awesome. I listen to you as much as I can. All right, oh, God bless thank you. you. Have a great weekend. All right, thanks. Have a good one, you too. So All right. a couple minutes left. Joe, you want a couple quick updates on the legal case on the ranch? Um, yeah, so legal case. Go we- ahead. I'll do legal case first. Um, so we have uh, depositions. And just so you guys know, um, I'll give you a very long update after I get done updating the um, national news. I've got a couple of national news things that I'm going to be doing over the next couple of weeks, talking about all the information I've uncovered on the uh, corrupt activist judge in Colorado. Uh, more importantly, I've been reaching out to whistleblowers inside of the Colorado that work for the state of Colorado that are giving me information that I think is really important related to this ongoing ethos inside of the court system in Denver specifically related to some of these judges. And I think it's going to be fascinating to get that information and put it out there. Um, so um, I'm just giving you an update that, that we'll be talking about that. But they want me to uncover the Antifa journalist. Um, excuse me, so they wanted me to uncover the Antifa person that got me access to the call, even though that has nothing to do with Eric. Eric happened to be on the call. The, the reason why I was on it is to get to the Antifa journalist. I was acting in my capacity for news and gathering news and information. Um, I, I made that clear. I'm not a journalist, but it doesn't mean that I'm not, I wasn't acting as a, as a news person at the time. But, um, but they want me to divulge who that person is. Not only that, they wanted me to tell them who the Antifa journalist that I discovered there, but they have my notes. So I don't actually know how they wouldn't be able to be able to see that stuff anyway. But they want to they want to ask me questions related to that. And if I don't give it up, they want me to have a deposition on Tuesday um, and they're forcing me to have it at the courthouse. Well, um, by having it at the courthouse. What about Delta? What's that? What about Delta? No, it doesn't matter to them. Look, this has nothing to do with that. Delta's a lie. But they want me to go into the courthouse. Well, Delta's real so at the can, courthouse. <laughs> so they can find me in contempt. I'm just going to tell you what their plan is. Yeah. Find me in contempt. This is a government uh, operation where they're all working together. They're getting caught in their little web. And they want me to come in there so they can find me in contempt so they can lock me up. And the, you know, who knows when they're gonna, how, how long they locked me up for. But it's another way to make me a prisoner and, and persecute me within their system. Um, so yeah. there's a massive fight on right now, massive, massive, massive fight. And I know that there's a bunch of people that are out there that are, that are spreading the word, but um, th- the legal fight for me has become uh, absurd. Um, and I think absurd is probably the right word for it. Um, I have lawyers that I'm talking to all over the country, um, and uh, you know, we, we are, have been quiet up to this point, but you know, it's, it's become really expensive and really, uh, yeah. So I do want to thank those people that have helped me up to this point. Um, and uh, I will continue to fight. I'll let you know what happens on Tuesday um, at the uh, deposition. So they're, they're getting able to dis- depose me without, so they don't have any evidence that I lied because I didn't lie. The only one that lied is Eric Coomer. Eric Coomer. They want to trap you in a lie. They, they want to trap you. Well, they can't trap me because yeah. I've, I've always been consistent. I've always, I've not embellished. I've not added to, yeah. I've not deleted from, right? But they, they, they know that as this goes down the, down the path, that they're in big trouble. And so my, my guess is if they want to throw me in jail. They have their little anti-fights that they have in the jail. Um, and I'll end up, uh, you know, getting in some sort of uh, blanket party where they beat the hell out of me with four or five guards that are mm-hmm. a part of their Antifa. That's my guess. Right. So, you know, we're going to we're going to work through our our part on my side. But I will tell you that the, the legal battle is is pretty uh, daunting right now. But uh, we know who wins. We know that God wins in the middle of all of this. The other part is the the um, ranch. So we are officially five hundred and eight. We have five hundred and eight slots left. So we are over halfway fulfilled. 
We need 508 more people to be a part of it. We do have two sides of it that I'll be putting out there. One side is the, um, uh, of this will be the, hey, just chip in 20, 50, $100. We're not gonna tell you you can't come down, by the way, if you don't actually buy a unit, um, but we need uh, another 500 and, 502 units left. And we put those at 1776. Um, what we'll probably end up doing is taking people in this co-op with that give on the give, send, go uh, deal and putting those people together and saying, okay, this is a unit um, yeah. as well. So um, make sure it's not anonymous when you go into that. I'll put those links out there, but we're really, we're, we're, we're actually close. I mean, 1776, you get a unit. Um, it is a co-op. It is not, a, you, you're an owner in it. You can use it. So this is when you have, when you buy stock or something else, you, you can't use that stock. You can actually use the ranch, right? You'll, you'll be able to use it. <laughs> it's like a timeshare on steroids, but it's not a timeshare. It's, it belongs to all of us. And our goal is to probably get five or six or eight more. I'm also on Conservative Daily going to place, I'll put it on Facebook. And can we put it anywhere else, Max, the videos that I sent you, that I sent you? Yeah, yeah. Where else can we put those? Can we make an article or something? Uh, yeah, put an yeah, yeah we put them, on, put them on Rumble, put them on Gab TV. Can we, we put, put them on, on a couple other places. Can we put it on the website, build an article, and we'll actually yeah, have an yeah. article about it? with a link that goes to it. And then we'll have a, uh, you know, kind of a co-op agreement that, that I'm drafting right now, and we'll put that out as well. So it's, it's uh, been a steady flow of, of patriots that are coming in for it. It is a nutsy, crazy idea that's gonna work. <laughs> so uh, I'm pretty excited about it all the way around, but um, just figured I'd give you that update as well. If anybody wants to, to look at it, it's 1776patriotranch.com. Um, or you can go to the Give, Send, Go at 1776 Patriot Ranch there as well. We did get all of the LLC and the paperwork and the EIN and everything else done. Um, it is a hunting ranch. Um, one, of the, one of the videos, I think I sent it to you, Max. Maybe I didn't yet. But there is some axis deer on the property we got to see. We also got to see, strangely enough, we got to see a couple of uh, feral hogs as we were coming out as well. So yeah. fun stuff. Yeah, 1776patriotranch.com if you want to get involved with that. Or you can go to Give, Send, Go, and you can chip in a little bit. Uh, I like the idea of taking everyone in Give, Send, Go and making them yeah. part owners of a of a single unit. I like that. Um, so it is the end of the show. As soon as we go off the air, I will be on vacation. So, Joe, you're going to be holding down the fort next week. I sincerely hope you do not get arrested next next week and, 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 and put in jail on contempt charges. Because then <laughs> I, I have to come off vacation. So very selfish reasons don't get put in contempt for all reasons. But also don't make me skip my vacation. Um, last bit I have, last bit I have is in here in San Antonio, the San Antonio mayor has declared that COVID-19 is at emergency levels. If we go to my screen real quickly, he says he's putting out an emergency alert. Emergency alert. Because he says the hospitals are overrun, the hospitals they're turning people away. That's is not what they're true. Saying. So that's not just true. want to let everyone know these pictures I was just taken in San Antonio taken it's yesterday. Not it's not true. Wait time at this hospital ten minute wait waiting room the emergency room empty. This hospital zero minute they're wait. They're liars. These people empty. are so, liars. <clears throat> they're freaking liars. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to show you that um, trust but verify. And that uh, that order from the mayor here in San Antonio did not pass the verification test. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you sign up for all of the audio editions. Not all of them. At least sign up somewhere because that's how we prove the numbers to our advertisers. You can do so by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or Podbean. All those links are in the description. We go live Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, available on Facebook, DLive, Twitch, conservative-daily.com, and CloutHub, soon to be Frank Speech. Hopefully we can get that off the ground in time for the symposium next week. Uh, so make sure you check us out there and do bookmark all those different places because sometimes you'll, you'll go down in one location, but the other ones are running. That's why we have those redundancies. Uh, for today, we went down for a little bit on Twitch. Don't really know why yet, but uh, make sure you bookmark all those locations so you can watch us if we do go down. Check out all the links in the description, including the facts blast for today. Joe Biden needs to be impeached. What he's doing is unacceptable. We, we will not be able to survive the 1,263 days left until the next inauguration. And yes, I know how many days there are because it's that painful. 
So make sure you check out that Fax Blast link in the description as well. That's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Cue the outro music, Mr. Fillin' Fillin', producer Chris. My name is Max McGuire. And my name is Joe Oltman, otherwise known as a troublemaker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we got the outro music. It's going to come. No. Everyone, see you later. We are done streaming.